Hey everybody and welcome to today's episode of the Spiritual Evolution Podcast. My name is Andrea, I'm your host, and today we will be diving into a lot of really fun uh, spiritual um, ideas and topics um, and questions with the lovely Melissa, Love, Truth, Light on TikTok and um you guys are gonna learn so much i'm so excited to share this conversation with you guys and i hope you enjoy it as much as i truly truly did do you i know you too i'm really excited me too how was your class um it's tonight so oh oh it goes tonight okay that's so fun oh my gosh i'm so excited yeah i'm excited for that too a little bit of like it's weird because i'm i come from that background of like being an event planner and like really over planning everything so I've been very conscious of that like going into this and trying to surrender and just release and let right. spirit take those t- spirit take the wheel <laughs> right. I I get it I know it's I have that like I've always been like an overanalyzer overthink everything and like just and then it was funny because I did this thing the other day about that, like, was this other woman that does these, like, higher self, like, um, questions, like, videos. They're really cool on TikTok. And then, like, you answer the questions and she tells you what they mean at the end. And it was, like, something about, you know, like, where the house is on the hill, if it's, like, on it or next to it or whatever. And, of course, like, it was on the hill. And that had a relation to, like, how grounded you are. <laughs> oh, so, like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Very cool. So it was funny because um, before I w- like went into a meditation and this is the first time I've used these meditation cards that I got for my son. Um, I've actually done the meditation, you know, and um, the chakra tree, like the grounding one came out. And I know this is like a very like I- I've been feeling very much like especially today, like my life, there was a lot of things that we did breathwork and spirit was just like there was so many different like like moments of it wasn't deja vu but it was something that I can't like I can't describe like I felt and I was talking a lot about like claiming my power back like fully and all of this like um different things like from my experience getting a lot of downloads on the lives lately um so yeah. it was like <laughs> so I definitely needed that grounding meditation so it was it was good that I got to do that um because yeah like yeah. that is one thing I do want to ask you but we'll get into that first <laughs> first thing I do want to ask is like what um like when or how did your spiritual journey begin? Like, yeah. if there's a little backstory. Yeah, totally. So, um, I was a social butterfly as a kid, and I didn't grow up with any religion at all, which I think is like such a blessing now. <laughs> um, yes. But um, I was a social butterfly. So when once I graduated college, and I stayed in my college town because I I got a good job at a hotel as an event planner. So I was like, I'm just gonna stick around. I love this place. Um, But then all of my friends graduated and left. And Mm. it was like the first time in my life where I was forced to be alone with myself. Mm -hmm. And um, I went down a pretty, pretty dark spiral there for a while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Definitely had the first experiences of like feeling depression and feeling those, those, those things are not as fun on our journey. Mm -hmm. And I really started diving into conspiracy theories specifically conspiracy theories around 9-11 because I was obsessed with that as a kid and it just Mm. was kind of like my intro into wow maybe there's more going on in the world than I realized and I'd always been really obsessed with with that like even before my like awakening started so Mm. I spent a lot of time in, in kind of that dark space and then I really don't know how I came across it like on I was just 
I think it was back in the day. Did you ever like do the website stumble upon? No, I've never heard of it. What is that? It's just, it's literally like you just hit next and it brings you to like a random website. And so oh. I used to like waste time on there. Um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's how I came across the Kaibalon, which is like oh, yes, all I of the, my heart. <laughs> yeah, all of the ancient hermetic teachings. And it talks a lot about, you know, as above, so below and mm-hmm. very like lofty spiritual ideas that when I read it, I was like, I don't understand a word this is saying. Like, <laughs> did not get yeah. you. But it kind of opened the door. And I remember my best friend at the time, I was talking to him and I was like, have you ever heard of this stuff? Have you ever heard of these secret teachings about how to live your life a better way? Like, just so excited. You're right. And um, then I came across another book on my Facebook feed that was called The Disappearance of the Universe, which introduced me to my core foundational teachings, which is A Course in Miracles. And um, A Course in Miracles was channeled in the 70s by a psychologist who literally thought she was going crazy because Jesus started talking to her. Oh, that sounds a lot like my awakening. (laughs) Yeah. And so it was like the perfect introduction to spirituality for me because I needed that like very scientific, very logical, like, yeah, I really was fighting this with all of my being, but it was undeniable what was coming through and what, what she channeled. And that material, it undid all of my fear towards anything that's like Christian based language. Even though I didn't grow up with any kind of religion, I still had huge aversion to anything using God, mm-hmm. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Jesus. Right. I was like, stay away, stay away. Yeah, I'm working. That's yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm working on that right now. <laughs> yeah. And um, then from there, it was just like A Course in Miracles is like us. 1600 page book like oh, it's, shit. <laughs> there's so much in there it's so dense um it really undoes the the ego belief system is ultimately what it does um but I understood it perfectly like mm. I would go to study groups for it where people had been studying this material literally for like 30 years and they would just <sighs> look at me like jaw dropped like how <laughs> do you know what this is saying and I'm like it's just my language like I just right. get it Mm. And it's pretty much no turning back from there. Um, right. that, was, that was how it all started for me. Wow, that sounds so awesome. I definitely went to check out that book. <laughs> yeah, I recommend it to anyone that's looking to really dive into healing religious trauma, specifically yeah. to do with the Bible, because it is literally Jesus being like, that's not what I meant when I Girl, said this. yes, that's like <laughs> what I always like that's what I've been saying since like I was born. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, when you said like conspiracies though, it made me think like just today we were at the store um looking at kids books for my son and we see the Berenstain Bears. And I'm like, bitch, that was Berenstain Bears. And my mom, okay. I even, I, I got a video of it. I was like, mom, that was Berenstain Bears. And she's like, yep. Because <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, it just blows my mind. Because <laughs> um, there's so many things that have changed. And that's what it felt like today in my life. Like, I felt like I, like, jumped, like, quantum jumped or something. Like, it was it was something I can't, I can't describe it. Like, I felt like I was yeah. dreaming. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. how to, yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a few things to ask you here. So let's start with them. Ascension symptoms that you've been dealing with and how you deal with them. <laughs> oh my gosh, girl. Uh, literally like 
It's so interesting because I feel like we all experience ascension symptoms in waves. And it's like some of us will start feeling the peak of that ascension symptom wave before anybody else. And it'll be like, oh, I'm so exhausted and tired today. And, mm-hmm. and you know, whatever comes up with that. And then everyone else a few days later is like, oh, yeah, now me too. Right. But for me, um, I tend to get, okay, I'm a Taurus. I have one speed and it's go. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have any speed in between that. So I literally have to get knocked on my ass to slow down and stop. Me too. Me too. So I basically get exhausted, like pure exhaustion to the point where like my eyes just can't even stay open. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> so familiar. Yes. To like force me to rest. And that's, that's when I actually finally slow down enough to tune in to listen to my body. But mm-hmm. I haven't experienced anything very severe in the last several months, but prior to that, um, most of my ascension symptoms came in the form of like things to do with appetite. Um, So I would be just zero appetite at all. Like nothing would sound good to me. My body wouldn't want to eat anything. And if I Mm -hmm. tried to eat, I would be nauseous. Mm -hmm. And at the time, like it was definitely a lot of cleansing and a a lot of purging. Yeah. But that I feel is one of the harder ones to deal with because we are so indoctrinated with needing to give our bodies a certain amount of food every day and like kind of get Mm -hmm. into this mentality of like, let me force myself to eat, even though Mm -hmm. my body is telling me no. And so that took a long time for me to just reach like an acceptance of, okay, my body doesn't want to eat today. Like my body's saying, no, I'm just going to drink water. I'm going to do what my body is telling me. Yeah. and just rest. Yeah. Um, and then the the sooner I get into acceptance of that feeling, the sooner I move through it. Um, yes, for sure. Yeah. And then the other thing for me that comes up pretty frequently as ascension symptoms is headaches. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm... Uh, d- yeah, well, despite, <laughs> despite being super earthy, like in my astro chart, I am awful at grounding. I am so awful at grounding. And every time I get a headache, it's like, that's the first thing I hear my guides say. They're like, you need to ground. You need to drink water. You need to be back present in the the physical plane. We know you want to hang out with us in the astral all day long, but you are here having a human experience for a reason. (laughs) Bring it back in. Right. Girl, yeah, I get like, they'll get, I get hiccups. And if I get them in the morning, it's all day. Cause they're like, you haven't been drinking your goddamn water. <laughs> like, I swear. Cause like, I, it's like, it won't stop. I'll get them all day. Cause they just, they're mad. They're not mad at me, but they're like, bet you said you were going to start drinking more water. And I did for a little bit. And then now that I'm drinking coffee again, I have coffee with me all day instead of water. Cause I don't drink it all like quickly. Like I drink it over like an hour. Yeah. I'm, I don't drink it quickly either. The times where like I'm best at drinking water is actually when I'm on live because like everyone, like the soul fam will like remind me like hydrate. I'm like, Oh yeah. Let me get some of this. <laughs> yep. That's so true. Yeah. It's, it is. It's like, and when I'm on live and I'm talking and stuff like it'll like make my mouth dry. So I have to drink water too. But, um, and, and then I get annoyed, though, because I have to go pee. And I'm just like, I, yeah. a, I know. It's such a vicious <laughs> cycle. I suppose. I mean, and I've never been good at drinking water, even as a kid. Like, I was awful at it. But when mm. I am, like, in the habit, it's like, I have to, every, like, 10 minutes, I have to go to the bathroom. Yes. And my mom, she's like, well, once you keep drinking it for a little bit, that won't happen anymore. No. And then I, I but I always, it's, yeah. I always stop and start. I've never had that start. happen. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's always like, nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, this is a, one thing I did want to ask too. Like, how did you learn or like start channeling? Because I'm very intrigued by how you channel. Yeah. Well, so I really firmly believe that everybody can have any spiritual gift that they want. Like if, if you want to be a medium, you can learn to be a medium. If you want to learn how to channel, you can learn how to channel. It's really about following what you're passionate about and what, what sparks you, what brings you Mm -hmm. that joy. And Mm -hmm. I like to call it the path of least resistance because it's not supposed to be hard. You're not supposed to to struggle with your gifts. So, um, I did not know that I channeled for Mm -hmm. seven years, seven years. I did not know what I was doing. I did not know that's like, right. It was just because it's so natural to me it it's very effortless for me um it doesn't there's times where like I will go back and watch myself and I'll be like oh oh I was channeling Mm, right that's what I don't remember like what I said (laughs) yes yes and so honestly um I I didn't really consciously try to learn how to channel Mm. it was more that I needed to learn how to discern between like what was my consciousness and what was the guidance that was coming in and I think like the best way to describe like how I learned how to control it was to just actually try to do it for other people like on Mm -hmm. on command kind of thing like ask me a question let me see what guidance I receive and really Mm -hmm. pausing and um like tuning into that but for for people that really want to start channeling, like my strongest advice is to just trust yourself and just mm-hmm. trust that when you ask for a specific deity or entity or angel to come forward, that they are there. And when you ask mm-hmm. a question, you aren't making it up. You aren't making up the answer that you start either hearing or thinking or, yeah. or feeling. That is genuinely the guidance that's coming from whoever you called in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once we get clear enough in being able to discern the difference between our energy and energy that is outside of us or coming from something external to us, um, it becomes easier to kind of feel like, oh, there, there's an energy that wants to share something right now mm-hmm. and to just pause <laughs> and, you know, tune in in, in that way. So. Mm-hmm. It it was a very interesting experience for me. Honestly, it wasn't until TikTok that I really, really recognized the fact that I could channel. But it just would always come through when I was like in spiritual groups or, you know, I would just get answers to stuff in my head. I'd be like, oh. (laughs) right yeah yeah and then everyone's like oh my god that makes so much sense (laughs) and it's nice yeah the confirmation that you can get like and a lot of the like that's another question I was really intrigued to ask about is like how spirit shows up for you physically um yeah even if it's Um, changed over years evolved anyways like it definitely has um so as I said, my introduction to spirituality was really through that book, Disappearance of the Universe, which his experience was, as he claims, I have a little bit of a problem with this author now, but (laughs) as he claims um, that two Ascended Masters literally showed up in his living room and had these conversations with him that he recorded, supposedly, but the the tapes are missing now. So anyway, (laughs) 
And so it, it engendered this like idea in my head that if I was to connect with a spirit, I would physically see them. Like they mm-hmm. would physically manifest in front of me and it would be like having a conversation like you and I are having. Yeah. And I think that's partially why for so long I didn't recognize that I was in connection with spirit and I was channeling yeah. because I had this really distorted idea of what it was going to look like and feel like. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, my strongest Claire is claircognizance. So, um, I will usually just get a, and a little bit of clairsentience, but I've really turned that down, um, because Mm -hmm. it can be really overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I, I will get just like a, almost like someone knocking on a door kind of feeling like, oh, someone's here. And it's just (laughs) like, I just know it. Like, I just know that somebody's there, but in terms Mm -hmm. of like, how I communicate with spirit, it really is like a conversation. But for me, it's like my consciousness is kind of like in the back of my mind. So Mm -hmm. like a question that I want to ask will kind of come up from like the back of me. Yes, Um, I get that. I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah, like it comes from different hemispheres of like your brain almost. Yeah, totally. totally. (laughs) And then it's like the answer will kind of feel like it's coming from like, up and like in yeah Yeah. oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah and it's it's been a lot of different like physical things they have been like like my wing area like my my shoulder like they are like I don't know maybe like the last two months now it like started it wasn't like that wasn't like that all the time like it just started you know like in the new year a little before that maybe and it happens every day multiple times a day now (laughs) like if they want to tell me something or confirm something like if I'm saying or thinking or reading or whatever like it's like if I'm doing a reading on live like it'll start tingling it's just so interesting because like there's so many like different little ways that and everybody's confirmations are different too oh yeah 100% um they, uh, I get a lot of heat fluctuations in mm-hmm. body temperature. Um, yeah. I'm sure you've seen, like, if I've been doing, like, channelings for, like, more than an hour, I will just be drenched in sweat. Like, I, like yeah. my armpits will just be completely drenched. And, <laughs> I mean, I know it's, like, energy fluctuation and energy moving through me. Mm-hmm. Um, my, like, big confirmation will either be chills. Like, they'll send me, like, I'll, I'll feel chills. Mm-hmm. Um, or... If it's something that I'm really like second guessing and doubting, um, they will ring my ears and be like, stop that. (laughs) Yes, yes. The ringing in the ears has been something for me, too, for like a long time. Um, And then like I get tingles in my face, like I get the face like in my head, like it happens a lot with music. Like that's where it first started years ago. Um, And when I and I used to like like I have to have music stuck in my head to fall asleep. Like I have to have a song in my head. Not really as much anymore. But I used to and I would be like, well, how is it like I can hear like it's really playing like back when I was younger and I didn't understand. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> and right. like it's my clear audience is it's like my one of my strongest ones. And um, it's so funny to like look back on those things <laughs> and be like, oh, that's what that was. <laughs> yes. And especially like looking back at how we used to interact with the world as a kid, as a kid oh my God, and, yeah. you know, things that we were like, oh, you just have a good imagination. And it's like. No, no, I was <laughs> utilizing all of my spiritual gifts and right. it was so fun and amazing. <laughs> yes, it's, it is. It's it's really important to like 
I've like been like even just now on meditation, it was super like um it's happened a couple of times when I've done like the inner child. The last time I did the inner child one, um the honest guys one, I had like some really <clears throat> really good like visual visualizations like from when I um went to camp as a kid and stuff. And this past one of the grounding one I just did, I like had a memory of like being on the dock at our cabin and just like felt like I was there. Like I was there and it was just, I could like, I don't know how to explain it other than like, I was just like, it, it felt so real. Right. Like it wasn't, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yes. things are definitely seeming to like upgrade faster now. Oh my than, gosh. Than it oh has. my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like what I, how I really like to describe this is cause I mean, I've been on my journey. It's almost 10 years that I've been wow. consciously on my journey now. And, um, so I've seen a lot of different like waves of awakening and, and yeah. different kind of, I don't know, uh, just the ways that it kind of goes for people. But yeah. the, the way that I really love to describe this is it doesn't matter how long you've been walking on your path. It doesn't matter how long you've been consciously awakening or, or any of those things, because it's like everybody jumps into the same pool. The moment you make that choice, mm-hmm. you jump into the pool with us and the water level rises. So it doesn't right. matter if you've been chilling there as the water's been rising or if you right. just jumped in, you're at the it's same level. And right. so people that are awakening right now, they're coming into their gifts really quickly, really quickly. And it can be yeah. really overwhelming. Uh-huh. Um, and there is like, there is a big part and push of why like I'm really being called to step forward as a teacher right now is to kind of help people slow down a little bit and not jump yeah. the gun on sharing their gifts before they've done enough of the internal work and healing so mm-hmm. that they aren't still projecting their fears and their misperceptions yeah. onto what they are using their gifts for. Um, Absolutely. So it's, I like, I'm very grateful that I had a kind of slow and steady approach into entering my gifts. Yeah. Um, because I think it would be a lot to just oh god open that door right now right and it's it's, it's funny because like when I think about it my like my first really like it was like substance induced but I was also you know like I mean I believe that you know we we've been awake our whole lives so like we come into this life awake but like we get conditioned back like away from that awakening mm-hmm. if depending mm-hmm. on the upbringing and everything like that in society the way it is but um it was in 2012 that I had 10 years ago that I had that first awakening too like that first big like like in my face and missed a month of school it was very it was scary because I was like felt very alone I was raised in a catholic house I was like is this the devil like I was there (laughs) you know like but so and then I was like no it's Jesus like I couldn't like you know what I mean like understand that there was more like I was so focused on like the religious aspect and that's really where I have to do the healing and today even in my life like they were like pushing over one of my crystals when I was talking about it like bitch yeah you have to do that healing <laughs> like so I'm like okay like I'm doing it <laughs> um, but here let me see what other questions I got so many <laughs> um <clears throat> Oh, this is a good one for probably for both of us to think about. How do you stay grounded and present while you're working in the spiritual realm and with spirituality? Yeah, that's a really good question. (laughs) Um, Honestly, actually, this came up on my live yesterday. We were talking about, um, 
having partners who aren't consciously on their journey yet, who aren't, haven't started awakening. And my husband falls into that category. Mm -hmm. Um, and so actually I feel like that is what brings me back and grounds me most often is, um, that relationship and relationship with people who aren't on their awakening journey. Mm -hmm. Um, this is definitely an area that I, uh, can improve (laughs) 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 is, is the, is the staying grounding, remembering to ground, um, I'm really good at like grounding after I finish a live or after I um, have done like an intense meditation where like I feel lofty or mm-hmm. I, the best way to describe that is like when you feel really airy and you're just like, I yes. don't feel like I'm on the planet right now. Yes. Then, I, <laughs> then I will bring myself back and ground. But I, I very honestly, I'm not consistent in my grounding. I'm more consistent in in setting protection and cleansing and clearing, but yeah. you think I would just add my grounding into that, but, uh, I'm, I'm with you. It's yeah. There's something, I don't know. It's just like, it's not even like it's hard. It's just something that like, I, I think it just go, falls to the back of my mind. And, um, like I'll remember when they remind me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just remind me more often. I mean, I'll do it if you remind me. <laughs> For sure. Um, let me see. Um, what is one thing during breathwork or meditation, um, or even a channeling that has happened that you will never forget? Hmm. Oh, the first, the first things that are coming to mind, um, any experiences that I have that have to do with sacred geometry are just always mm-hmm. mind blowing, which is why I love Yam so much. <laughs> yes, I just posted the podcast with him um, oh, I, yesterday. Gonna, <laughs> and he said he'll come back on. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. But um, those are always just like, I receive so much. Like, that is like a whole encompassing experience. Like, it's oh, not yeah. just, it's not just visual. It's like, it's, it is literally every sense and every part of consciousness mm-hmm. is like, is sacred geometry. Yes. Um, so yeah. the, the first several times that that happened to me in meditation, it it startled me, like mm-hmm. to where I was just like, what? Like literally, <laughs> like like completely pulled out of meditation, completely pulled out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that 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 can happen for everybody. So just realize that when your conscious mind is surprised by something, that's natural. It's natural to kind of like feel like you get out of the flow because it's it's to allow yourself to process it because Mm -hmm. and to not feel overwhelmed by how much of that connection can come through in those in those instances um but I always receive the most amazing just like insights and downloads and understandings of how things are connected and it's Mm -hmm. And, you know, and interestingly, one of the other areas of um, spirituality that I really was like, I don't really have any desire to explore that was like archangels. And so, of mm-hmm. course, now like Metatron and being open to the idea. Metatron, of yes. Working with Metatron and Metatron's cube and all of the sacred geometry, it is opened right. up such a different aspect of that experience. So I'd say those are the ones for me personally that and those are ones that are mine. Like those are always like my personal experiences. Um, nine times out of 10, when I channel for somebody else, like for guidance or to answer a question or for a session or whatever, um, I don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's not really for me. It's just, exactly. I can access it and 
deliver yeah, the message. I totally get that. That's amazing. Um, I've always, like, I have sacred geometry, like, tattooed, like, all over me. <laughs> I'm actually getting, like, the flower of life to be, like, the background of this one, like, filling nice. it in. So it's one of my, it's been one of my things. Like, I have mother mother earth like mother nature on back of my leg like a sacred geometry for her I was into it back in high school <laughs> like it's just I've always had some kind of like uh, astonishment by it and now I know why <laughs> yes <laughs> um that's awesome so what's um what's one of the most challenging obstacles that you have faced um in the past like year or two? Oh, easy easy uh I got slammed in the last half of 2021 and I mean mm-hmm. Absolutely slammed. Um, it is probably the most disconnected I had felt in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really struggling with like feeling like I was stuck in stagnation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm stubborn. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Oh, but- <laughs> so um, I feel that contributed to how long I spent in that space. Mm-hmm. Um and really what it what it brought to the surface for me was how much I judge myself, like how much self-judgment I have mm-hmm. um, and the ridiculous expectations I set for myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear that um, one. And so it was like I just constantly felt as though I wasn't reaching the expectations I had set for myself at the beginning of the year when mm-hmm. like everything really took off for me. Like uh, TikTok became huge. I quit my job my yeah. job to do this full time and right. then like July rolled around and it was like dead stop like mm-hmm. just uh, no motivation I really had like no I had no desire I was mm. like I I don't give a shit like bye yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time I then was just like in complete judgment about the fact that I was feeling that way of because yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing else in, in this experience that is ever going to come close to spirituality for me. And mm-hmm. I know that, and like, right. and my soul knows that. Agreed. And so <laughs> I, it was a really big struggle for me to genuinely learn to surrender to that feeling. And it was, it was to teach me this. It was to teach me right. to be willing to rest, um, to be willing to take those breaks when I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, let go of some of the expectations of what I had placed on myself of like what being a spiritual teacher and a spiritual leader really meant. Um, because I, I do think that there are aspects of my experience that are not for me to share because they involve other people and that's not my place. It's not my place to share their story. And so that was part of the struggle too, because I was like, well, how can I be an authentic person? How can I show up authentically if there's aspects of my life I feel I keep private or to myself? Mm-hmm. And so it was just a very like dualistic struggle that I really needed to go through to learn to surrender to rest, um, be okay with the reality that sometimes we don't have motivation because there's other needs that are not being met physically, mm-hmm. mentally, not just spiritually, like we have a whole right. plethora of things going on in our human experience. Yes. And uh, yeah. And I mean, the the thing that really came through for me that like finally like helped me like turn the page was, um, it was something that his name is Brendan. His his like TikTok handle is Mystic Spider Man. I absolutely adore him. He's like a conscious creator and like helps other conscious creators 
um, build their own brand essentially to like get their stuff going. But Mm -hmm. I I joined one of his like support circles and he was talking about motivation specifically. And he said, a lack of motivation doesn't mean that you're not inspired. It means that you have a basic need that isn't being met. And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> timing. Like, <laughs> wow, that is incredible. Yeah. I can't, I keep seeing an owl behind you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he shows up every once in a while. It's, uh, yeah. That's another thing that's been showing up for me lately is just the most like, like nothing of stuff like is becoming pictures now. It's becoming like things now. Like I was watching a Bashar channeling like maybe two months ago is when this started too. And I was like, he was, he had a background of like mountains and in the mountains was Odin. Like his face came out of the mountains. Like it was like just the whole mountain turned into like his face. And I know he's so been cool. heavily connecting with me lately, like very heavily, like last two mornings he's been like sent me this star that is like by itself in the sky like just this every morning when I wake up at before the sun comes up this the last two mornings anyway this like very bright star and I finally asked him like who what is this like and it was Odin and he like was explaining like it's okay because I haven't been doing my rune study and I'm being hard on myself and you know and he's like it's okay like you're doing fine and and he's been sending the crows so like I have so many pictures and videos of crows from just the last two days. It's just been like yesterday I was on my, I took a walk and then I was like, it was way too cold. And then as I'm like walking back into the house, all these crows fly like over me and land uh, across the street. And they were like all on their own branches. And the bigger one started like calling and I was like, that's Odin. And then uh, he caught as I thought that he caught and the other two like went over to that branch and they were just like in the little like, (laughs) it was the coolest thing. I'm like, all right, I gotta get a crow tattoo now. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. That is so amazing. And yes, um, that is like always. Whenever I like finally reach that point of like actually listening instead of beating myself up for whatever I'm in judgment of myself about. Oh yeah. My, oh my, the, my guides are always like, "Well, you're doing good. You're doing fine. Like you're 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 good. <laughs> Stop being so hard on yourself." It's like yes. Oh, Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so true. Oh my God. When you said that, I think like Lilith or someone like poked me with a dagger because I felt like a, like that's what I swear to God. I think that's her when I get these random little like yeah. pinches. Well, I just got really, <laughs> really hot. And that's, that's what her. Does. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah that's like, her. That's <laughs> on fire. That's, that's really funny that you so mentioned funny. that because <laughs> Lilith is like the deity that when I finally acknowledged her presence, she was like, you realize you've been working with me for like three years. Like, could you please <laughs> be open to this? I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I love her. She's like, dude, I love working with her. She's been, she's definitely been one of, like, I mean, all of my deities are like, are very like fun. Like, I'm much more. I feel oh, yeah. like every day it's like more things are like happening, like that they're showing me and. I was like a little intimidated like by deity work in the beginning and like because well, my my mentor was like you got to work with your ancestors first and like stuff and you know I mean I mean he's like one of my really throw, good friends but like he's <laughs> yeah those those rules are like silly though like I get like everybody's different and like you shouldn't like overwhelm yourself and I think Certainly. that's what he was trying to stop me from doing because yeah. I do yeah. that I definitely do I'm, I always like I'm like just all of the things. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so I think that's why he was like, you know, trying to just protect, be protective. But I, I, I feel like everybody has like their own journey for sure. And, oh um, yeah, 100%. work can be super, super powerful and like very mm-hmm. eye-opening. Like it can help yes. you like like delve a lot deeper into your um into your gifts on like a new level for sure. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Let me see what other questions I have. Um, oh, what is one like concept or like um thing that you would tell the whole world if you had everybody's attention for a minute? Oh my gosh. Wow, that's, <laughs> this is really interesting that this is the first thing that popped into my head. Um, I would share that hell is not a place, that eternal damnation is not real, that we are literally already living hell by believing mm-hmm. that. And you are creating mm-hmm. hell for yourself by believing that you are going to somehow be condemned forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's just let go of that idea collectively so we can start creating heaven on earth. Oh like, my God. That's, that's, I think, and, uh, you know, I would really want to help people come into an experience of recognizing how they genuinely create that health for themselves by oh, believing, absolutely. by really believing that and being right. afraid, well, specifically being afraid of a, of a judgmental God that is going to, <clears throat> that would condemn you. Right. It's absolutely, it's, it's just, it's a concept they made up to f- control people. Right. Like, literally. Right. And it's yeah. like, there's just so many like illogical fallacies in the, that belief that there could be a judge. Like, yes. Do, how, do you not see how similar that is to the idea of Santa Claus friends? Like, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's just like, if, if this, I mean, it's, it's just, it's like seems like logical to me, but I understand there's a lot of like conditioning and stuff that needs to be undone and it's nobody's, you know, nobody's at fault. But oh, of it's it seems just so like illogical to think that like the omnipotent, like what all like all that is would have any kind of like not ability to judge, but just like even desire to judge because like exactly. that is duality. That is the like human mm-hmm. experience. That's not the spiritual fucking experience. Like, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so it's, it gets very frustrating because yes. my parents are both Catholic and very much believe that. So it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. like, and, and, you know, I think that's probably one of the more challenging things to learn to, um, kind of navigate in our experience because once you awaken it is so easy to recognize the fear-based things that other people are living mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. um and then to fall into ego about it and start judging mm-hmm. how could you how do you not see how dumb that is how do you not mm-hmm. see how blatantly obviously wrong that is right it's just all of yeah. those things and reaching that that point of um, of acceptance that and everybody no, has their journey. own journey. Yes. Everybody has their own timing. Everybody's soul chose this. They chose all of it. Where they're at. Yeah. All and, of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that they, they are here. Like the people who aren't choosing to see the truth of situations right now, they are, are here to be duality. catalysts. Well, they're yes. here to be catalysts for everybody else that can see right. that duality. And so right. they're all fulfilling their purpose in a very divine way. Um, yeah, absolutely. and to to accept them for who they are. That right. it doesn't make them inherently bad or evil or any uh, of those things. Right. They're just they're just on their path. 
They're going right. to get to the top of the mountain path. too. Yeah, everybody's path is different. It's not like our responsibility to, to like make them see like, yeah. Absolutely, because we all are meant to see something in our own way. Like, that's what the beauty of this planet is. And, you know, everybody has a different perspective, in we're all, but we're still having a collective experience. It's so, it's mind-boggling <laughs> that we all see it a different way, but we're all here, like, seeing, yes. like, the same, the same thing, but not the same thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, let me see, where am I? Where, where are we at? Um, what is the kindest thing that anyone has done for you? Oh, oh, <laughs> um, or like something. Wow, nothing is coming to mind. I feel like this is a reflection of um, how I'm still healing, receiving. Oh, <laughs> no, um, I get it. I know what you mean. It, I, it's just uh, something that I thought it might might um be a good question I don't know yeah. why yeah, I wrote well, it down I mean, <laughs> I mean I think to to bring that up um because that's something I am really still working on healing for myself mm-hmm. um of of being willing to receive it makes me super uncomfortable if someone's going to do something kind for me or if somebody <laughs> wants to give me something for for no reason you know right. um but it's fascinating to me that nothing immediately came like to the surface of my consciousness to share Mm-hmm. It's people do kind things for me. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I just got face chills. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, what is one thing somebody has said to you? Uh, well, I think you kind of answered this, but maybe you have another one that has stuck with you or changed your life in some way. Besides what you already said. <laughs> yeah. Um... Mm. or even something you read I mean yeah yeah um honestly um the it's 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 really interesting because my foundational spiritual teachings is all about non-duality but in order to reach a place of non-duality you have to get there through duality mm-hmm. so um <laughs> it's it's literally the teaching that everything is either love or fear. It's either mm-hmm. an expression of love or an expression of fear. And yeah. um, if, if you can see every act in the world that you would judge as coming from fear, it really helps kind of like remove the charge because it's like, well, they're just a scared kid, literally. Like it, yeah. this is just a scared child who's acting out in this way or whatever it may be that we were placing judgment about. Mm-hmm. And the, the additional thing to that is it's either an extension of love or a call for love. And so mm-hmm. we can respond to that with love. With love, yeah. And that that shifted everything for me because it's still dualistic, right? It's still categorizing as love or fear. But as soon as you can see that that fear-based whatever it is, you can respond with love just as you yes. would respond with love to a, a child that was afraid. Right. Absolutely. Um, I actually, and that reminds me like of a video that either you made that I um, noticed about like telling the difference between if it's ego or, um, you know, spirit or higher self. And um, you explained like, if it's coming from fear then it's probably ego. And if it's love, then it's probably, you know, 
a higher consciousness or awareness. And that made so much sense to me. Um, do you want to like expand upon that a little bit? Just like the, how you discern, how you learn to discern yeah. between like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, of course, like that, the row, row, row your boat thing is really like such a simple way to understand it because mm -hmm. everybody knows row your boat. Everybody knows that song. Mm -hmm. And it, it really like encapsulates every like kind of like, check mark where you could fall into like an ego trap about like whatever is coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, the first thing is like really feeling into it, like feeling into that, the thought, does that thought make you feel good? Does that yeah. thought feel loving? Does that thought feel light or is it, is it heavy? Does it make right. you feel anxious? Does it make you feel angry or it's flat out scared? Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it's making you feel shitty, I can guarantee that that is not spirit. <laughs> like, I, I can guarantee it. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, really, and being honest about, like, what what does it make you feel? Because that's not to say that it won't make you feel uncomfortable, but uncomfortable feels entirely different than afraid or um, nervous or anxious. Like, uncomfortable is, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. You're right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Or like, not. I mean, like surprised too can mm -hmm. also be like, a, not. Yes. You know, that's a good thing too. Yeah. Um, because like I know I had a dream once where the goddess Kaylee came and I was like floored. I was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> like I was freaked out. Right. That was a nightmare. Right. Yes. <laughs> and and, and yeah. like that's why like the like being startled startled is not the same as being afraid as well mm -hmm. like because the first time that I had an actual like visceral experience with Jesus mm -hmm. oh no um, <laughs> like it startled the shit out of me yeah. and I was like nope 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 like we're, right. we're gonna turn away from that yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't fearful it was entirely entirely just conscious mind being like oh my god like what? Yeah. <laughs> like what is that? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I I know what you mean. Like it's it's and it took me a minute to like understand that like it wasn't because I knew it wasn't a bad energy either. Like I was like I know I wasn't scared, but I was like and and when I was talking about it with my friend, I was like it's not like I was I was startled and just like taken aback by it. I was just like out of my you know like what? <laughs> yes. Um, let me see where's the next one um what does your passion mean to you um and how did you realize it I mean you kind of answered that but what is what does your passion mean to you um honestly it's just that it's 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 what sets my soul on fire it's like it's the thought that sparks that that immediate yes right that immediate like yes we're gonna do that yes we're gonna do that right, right now, <laughs> right now <there's> no <laughs> yes <way>. right yeah <laughs> um, yeah but, what I want to say about that is um, my passion has changed. My passion has not stayed necessarily stagnant or consistent over the years. It mm -hmm. has, it has shifted along with me as I have grown, as I have healed, as I have stepped more into my authenticity. Um, because what I was passionate about before was, was slightly misdirected, right? right? Like, right. Um, we get really passionate about wanting to share our, what we learn with other people. We get really passionate about wanting to share our experiences with other people, mm -hmm. but actually taking a minute and asking yourself, do I want to share this because I think they're doing something wrong because I'm mm -hmm. subtly judging them because I subtly think that they are not living the life in mm -hmm. the way that they should be. Mm -hmm. Or is that desire to share coming from 
this information was so amazingly helpful for me. Yeah. It's going to reach somebody that's helpful, that finds it helpful as well. Yeah. Um, and, and really, really, really being honest with yourself about what is that motivation behind um, why are you so excited about sharing this? Are you trying to change somebody's mind? Yeah. Because right. you don't need to change anyone's mind but your own. Yeah, absolutely. And our, um, and our belief system, too, is, like for mine, has definitely evolved over time. Um, like from, you know, just thinking that I needed to save or help everybody see it. Like when I was, yes. you know, 17. Now I understand that's not what I'm here for. Right. <laughs> um, that's not right. what anyone is here for. We're, yes. we're not supposed to make people see it our way. We're just supposed to, like, we need to just understand and have compassion for the way others see. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I totally agree with you um, about, like, being, you know, if it makes you happy, then do it. <laughs> yes. It's going to bring you fulfillment, then do it. Yeah. My, my big thing for this year is, if it's not a fuck yes, I want to do it, I'm not doing it. I'm right. Not, I'm not forcing myself to do things that aren't bringing me joy. Because right. why? 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but that's, that comes with the expectations thing. Like, that too much for, you know, just one person to take on. Um, I get that. <laughs> uh, let's see. How would you explain the experience or concept of spirit to somebody who's never heard of it? Oh, wait, I can't hear you. Now I think I can. Wait, you have there. it. You got it. Okay. You're good. Yeah, somebody <laughs> just called me, and so it, it. I didn't hear your question. Oh, okay, you're good. Um, let me see. How would you explain the experience or concept of spirit to somebody who's never heard of it? I keep getting the angles in my face. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Um. I would say, I would actually probably, I, I, I don't know why I feel so nitpicky right now, but I would actually probably say soul instead of spirit. Um, because I think for anyone who's like first entering their path, it can be a little bit fearful to try and like introduce the concept of, of, of spirit to somebody. Mm -hmm. um, because most of the time there is still that fear of like something outside of you being able to do right. anything against your, your will. Um, right. And so... I would just, I, I like to say that, you know, the soul is the eternal aspect of us and your soul has a wisdom beyond anything that you could possibly fathom in this moment. And mm -hmm. that wisdom is a better guide than anything the world has taught you. And so wow. if you're able to listen to me say that, you're probably ready to turn into the wisdom of your soul. Wow. I love that. As you talk, like, I don't know, as you're talking, I'm just going to have, like, little tingles. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that there's all kind. like, this is my, like, spirit space. So it's, like, it kind of, uh, like, mm -hmm. like, puts the signal out, like, oh, she's open and receptive. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm no. Sure there's, there's, I got like, guides are here. Everybody's hanging mm -hmm. out. <laughs> yeah, I have, like, I'm at this, my room and, like, my little desk area in my living room. But my room was, like, my first, like, this is where I would, like, my, got my ancestors alternatives and I meditate and stuff like that. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. Why do you think um, that these symptoms are gaining momentum? Like the physical um, ascension symptoms are gaining momentum in this time. Like, um, I genuinely believe that our physical experience is going to shift 
drastically yeah. in this lifetime. Um, I think that our bodies are finally catching up to what we know in our mm-hmm. soul. Um, and we are letting go of the conditioning of the world that teaches us that the body dies, that the body's fragile, that the body ages, that the body is under the impairment of the environment, all, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And we are recognizing that we are literally manifesting a body to have a physical experience. Yes. <laughs> we, yeah. we are literally every day creating our body. So if mm-hmm. we are releasing the beliefs that are telling us that our body is limited in these ways. Right. Our, our bodies are finally saying, oh, you recognize that you have the ability to heal yourself? Right. Perfect. Let's show you how that happens. And yeah. of course, that means that we're going to have to literally go through physical things. Like we're going to have to physically purge those purge things. Them. Yeah. We're going to have to physically <clears throat> release them in some way. Um, and we're going to experience physical changes. But I genuinely believe that as a human species, we are going to see increases in lifetimes. We're going mm-hmm. to see the end of aging. Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves, we're already seeing it. <laughs> like, yeah. Already not aging. Yeah. So, like, I, I just genuinely feel that our human physical experience is going to align with the truth of our soul, that we are eternal. And mm-hmm. once once collectively we have accepted the belief that we create our physical reality and we create our physical experience, yeah. it'll we'll have that choice to come in and out of it whenever we want. Yeah, that's that sounds good to me. <laughs> um, so this one I have, I wanted to ask you, because like, I, I don't know, I've just been wondering about these, the Kundalini awakenings, and I don't know how much you know about it. Um, but do you believe that they can happen gradually? Or do you think it has to be like a once, like, oh, one I, done? I think it, I think it depends on the person. I think that Absolutely. everybody experiences yeah. I think everybody experiences Kundalini awakenings and sometimes just don't know that's what's happened. Mm -hmm. And actually for me specifically, um, I had asked for guidance around this because I was like, I don't feel like I had ever experienced a Kundalini, especially the way people describe it as like starting at the base of your spine and your root and, and coming up. I was like, no, never, Mm -hmm. never in a million years. Is that what Mm -hmm. I felt? Um, and so I actually received a bunch of information about, what was described to me as reverse kundalini awakenings, which I feel may actually be more common and kind of like glazed over by a lot of people. Never heard Um, of it. Yeah, because, and it makes, I think you'll probably resonate with this a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We aren't good about being grounded. So those who are very grounded in the earth experience, very grounded in the physical, experience the intense kundalini awakening from the ground up, from their root up like literally like the explosion of energy upwards. Yeah. But those of us that were more open to just diving into spirituality and, and letting go of physical experience and wanting to go astral project and having zero fear about that, mm-hmm. we experience it in the reverse. So we literally experience it like the opening of our crown and the oh, rest yeah. of it coming down and integrating into our physical experience as opposed to letting go of physicality and going up. So I I think that everybody experiences that in their own way. And, mm. um, I have definitely never felt the spine thing <laughs> like that. Yes. Hasn't for me. That hasn't been mine. 
Yes, like um, I so when I've been doing my yoga, like the you know the last few months, I've been doing you know meditation and yoga and breath work every morning and every night. And um, when I like put my legs like over or whatever, I can I stretch my spine and I have like little you know candle lit next to me and stuff. I can feel like I get this this like singing bowl ringing in my ear. It's like boom, 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 like I can't even explain it. Yeah, and. Yeah. Then I do get this feeling in my spine, like this tingle, tingly feeling in my spine, but it's up here. And it's like I never felt it down there yet. So it makes a lot of sense what you're saying. Like it really, really does. Um, I think you, yeah, okay, there you are. Yeah. You froze for a second. But yeah, it definitely, like that resonates a ton, a ton, a ton. So <laughs> happy I asked that question. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because I have never heard anyone else talk about reverse Kundalini either. But I was yeah. like, Oh, well, you know, I was having a little bit of FOMO about, like, am I missing out on a spiritual experience? Yes. <laughs> yes. No, seriously. Like, I was looking at this guy that charges, like, crazy amounts of money. And he, but the awakenings, like, that are on YouTube of this guy that, and he's in, like, California or some shit, or maybe in, like, some islands or something. I don't know. They, but they do, like, these retreats where he, like, pulls the energy like out of these people and they look they're like convulsing like and it's yeah. like that one and done kundalini kind of awakening mm -hmm. um over like a weekend or, or a week or something and i was like super interested and obviously like i looked at how much it was and i was like they're right yeah. <laughs> not right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know and then i was more i was like thinking about and looking into it i'm like well you know what like i probably like, I don't know why I haven't ever asked, like, my guides about, like, if I've been, you know, through one or whatnot, because, like, when I was a teenager and I went through that experience, it definitely, like, I felt something moving through me. Like, I thought I was pregnant at one point, because, but it was, like, I was terrified because I was 17 and, yeah. like, I was with, you know, a 24-year-old who was, like, fucked up and, like, all this shit. So, it just was terrifying for me, but, like, I think about that, and then, obviously, now that you tell me about this reverse kundalini, I'm going to have to look into that, because that sounds, so, like, exactly yeah. <laughs> what I've been feeling, um, and it makes all the sense. So, let me see. Where are we? Um, hmm. Oh, where, how did you, like, come up with the collective healing theory? Like, um, the Game of Thrones thing, how, like, oh, we're connected to those. That was a download about Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, 100%. So, that was probably about, I don't, I don't know, it was somewhere around, like, when season five of Game of Thrones was, like, ending. Mm -hmm. And so, it was, it was at the point of the show where, like, there was no more book material for them to use. So, there was oh. this, like, delay in it coming out and... Um, I was, I was shrooming <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I was just like, can we ask about Game of Thrones, please? Like, can I get some <laughs> guidance about Game of Thrones? Because I was like really invested. I needed to know what was going to happen. I have to watch it. I got to watch it. My brother has HBO Max. Gotta yeah, get that. It's, gotta get that uh, it's, I mean, it's so good. But so I literally just got this download about why George R.R. R. Martin was in such resistance to writing the last book. And it was, I just, I mean, I felt all of it. It was like, he was literally tapping into that timeline. He was literally tapping into the reality. I mean, when you, when you like think about this, yes. it makes so much sense because it's like, how could somebody imagine the right. details of Harry Potter? Imagine right. the details of these, of Lord of the Rings, of all of the intricacies uh -huh. of like languages and, histories and just all mm -hmm. of this like 
I, you know, I give a lot of credit to humanity, but I'm sorry, a single individual cannot come up with no, that. No, <laughs> it, it makes so much sense. And the way yeah. that you explained, like, how we're, you know, have that such a deep, like, we're invested with the characters yeah. for a reason. Like, I don't yeah. really, don't get emotional about, like, I, I mean, I do get emotional now that I've allowed myself to, but I shut my emotions down back when yes. I was a teenager. Me but too. I would still cry at, like, like shows and shit, like, what, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, it makes well, sense. Well, like, and I mean, specifically for Game of Thrones George R.R. Martin does not want to write what actually happened he doesn't write want to write the actual ending of it because it's awful I mean it's Mm. just it's it was an ending of that timeline yeah right and um and so that's like what was causing so much conflict so I really 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 believe that the way the TV show ended is not going to be the way that he ends the books hopefully because that's what's going to allow for the healing of that timeline to come to full circle and allow it to be released. But it just makes, it does. It makes so much sense to me that that's why there's certain things that everybody is obsessed with. Everybody's like Mm -hmm. this forever, this forever. Like (laughs) it's just like, yeah, yeah, of course. It's because you're really invested in healing that. And it's, yeah, it makes total sense to me too. It, it is. It's, it's like that was, yeah, that was like mind blowing. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, she's right. Um, let's see. Um, what are your boundaries when it comes to channeling and um, working with spirit and like other people's, you know? Um, I have firm ass boundaries, let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> um, Good. Literally, know how. Um, yeah, I, I made this agreement with spirit a long time ago um it was it was when I actually just like shut down my clairsentience because it was like it was way too much um and so basically I I I would just straight up was like I will not do it if you if this is not the the set of parameters that are agreed (laughs) upon like it's not gonna happen so um spirits are never allowed to touch me ever they're never allowed to touch me. They're never allowed to touch anything on my desk or anything that is like personal to me. And they are not allowed in my space without my consent. Like they have to get verbal conscious consent from me before mm-hmm. they can come into my space. Um, and that's, that was a big one for me because I did have that fear that like some spirit was just going to be like, here, here I am. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so those like, and like the way that I, that I do that is, it's just kind of like, like I said, it's kind of like the knock, like I'll get that like, oh, somebody's here. And then mm-hmm. it's just like my energy consents and says yes. And and then right. it yeah. comes in. Um, they're not allowed to disturb me when I'm sleeping unless it is in like my ultimate soul contract. Like they are <laughs> otherwise not allowed to disturb my sleep. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like when I'm like in a setting like live where there's a collective room where there's a lot of people where their guides could potentially want to deliver a message it's one at a time and if you don't follow that rule you are going to be pushed out of my space it's just I'm not going to listen to you at all and um I I just always knew with like all of my being that I was in control of that that I got to decide like what happened when and and what I listened to and what I didn't listen to and, and all of those sorts of things so um yeah those have those have been my boundaries for a long time and um never had any problems 
<laughs> wow. I love that. I really like that because um, I'm not so great with the boundaries. <laughs> and it's like, I'm so intrigued by everything. And I'm like, but I realized like my door was a little bit too open. And when like, you know, an attachment was brought into my house and I had to do like hours of spell work yeah. <laughs> to yeah. get it out. And it was in my son's room. Like he wouldn't, he didn't go sleep till after midnight, like, because until after I got it out, like, and you know, it was, so I do have to work on like setting better boundaries. with. Yeah. With and I mean, you really can just like, because your guides are going to protect you. Like your, mm-hmm. your energy field is going to protect you. And so you might have to do it more than once, but you can just say like, no one is allowed, nothing is allowed in this space except for my guides, except for my ancestors, except for X, Y, Z, right? Well, like, that's what I do when I, yes. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise you are not allowed in, like ever. Right. you're not right. allowed in unless I let you in. And um, it might take you a few times, like setting that boundary, but right. I, I, I don't do it. I haven't that. had any it's, problems since I did like yeah. that clear. And, and I mean, I was, I was being kind of lax on my cleansing weekly of like, you know, I was at, I was at the point where I was like, I just want to know what happened. Like, I want to understand it all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I need to, now I do. I, I mean, I sage almost like every day. So, um, or like, you know, whatever. So yeah. And then the, the disconnecting at the end of lives was big for me too. Because yeah. that was the that was the one thing where I was like, something feels off. Like something doesn't feel quite right. Uh, yeah. and, and I could kind of like tell that it was because I hadn't like really fully closed my energy. Know, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, that was a huge. And the, well, so first I would just disconnect. And then the real big game changer for me was when I started calling my energy back too. Because it yeah. was like, you know, I might still be yeah. doing something. <laughs> yes. No, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, and so. yeah, like I wrote that. I wrote like after I was in your live last night, I got out my uh, my journal to write it down. And then I like couldn't remember. So I was like my big like grimoire. And then I think I commented on the video because I got on TikTok like 20 minutes later. And it was the first video that popped up. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make it. and I wrote it. And it's perfect. Like it's so good. And then it, and it was uh, to, it was was right after I got off live and I said I was gonna disconnect and then I didn't so I saw the video and I was like all right I'm gonna write it down I'm gonna do it now like because I I get so caught up and you know they there was something that happened at the end of the oh yeah there was a card at the bottom of the deck that I looked at and I didn't read and I put the deck away and then fucking card somehow ended up on my desk like of and course. It did, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay I'll read it like it was ridiculous so after that I was like I gotta go like I was like just uh <laughs> like that kind of stuff still blows me away like I know these are oh. like divination oh. tools but, but what the always, like if I'm playing music on my live and then like I'm not paying attention to the music and I'm just talking and all of a sudden I like hear shut up and I stop talking and the music is like yes. literally what I just said it blows me away still and oh I love my it God. yeah the music will synchronize a lot it, yeah like and that's why I've been needing to get on editing my lives and posting them at this point they're like just post them raw like just post the whole live at this point I know like, I'm basically so saying the same thing to me too and I'm like but like all of it like forever on the internet I don't know how I feel about that yeah I know it takes so long if it's like over an hour like if it's under an hour I can edit it within like an hour or two but if it's over an hour I'm like (laughs) like it takes me so long to edit but I I have to just take a day off a week to like work on that (laughs) yeah that was 
that's something that I'm still like struggling with a little bit is is like the concept of taking time off and like taking it taking a break from (laughs) a break to work more (laughs) well right (laughs) I just said right I know but I mean but like I when I first started doing this, when I first really started channeling a lot and really doing a lot of work with other people's energy and other people's guides, um, somebody said to me, like, you should take a week off every month. And I was like, a oh, week? week? <laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> like, um, I, don't, I don't know about that. But no. then, like, I don't know when you think about it taking a weekend off is what we would do in 3d world right we'd have two days off a week so two days off a week for four weeks in a month that's eight days a week that you aren't working right Right. but do we do that spiritually do we do that for ourselves when it comes to our (laughs) spiritual business why don't we have the same concept Mm -hmm. so it really did kind of like slap me across the face and um recognize that if I don't have the energy one day when it's a day that I would generally want to go live that's okay. It can be right. my day. It can be my day off. It doesn't need to be mm-hmm. nonstop. I, yeah, I like to go with the flow. I don't have like a set day that I take off. If I don't like feel up to live, or my son was waking me up all night or something, then I'm not going live that day. Like yes, this then, is why I don't like yeah. schedules because I want to just live in that energy. I don't right. <laughs> Right. I don't want to commit to something and then not have the energy. And yeah. And yes. And it's funny because I saw this video of a content creator yesterday. I don't, he was talking about how someone had commented and said, Oh, it's like your, you know, your life looks so amazing. And like, um, how did you do it? Like become a full-time content creator, stuff like that. And he basically was explaining how like, it's been a struggle and like, you know, like it takes a long time unless you have like a certain, you know, you live in a certain area or you have a certain like look or like whatever the word, I, mean, I can't think of the word, but basically what he said was like, he traded his nine to five job for like a 24 seven job. And yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> and um, he was like, he yeah. traded one cage for another, but it's just fancier. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you know, yes. like it was uh, <laughs> tingles in my face. Like I, I was so blown away. I was like, wow. Yes. So and true. it's something that I've even tried to move away from like using the word business or using the word work towards doing anything spiritual because yeah. it, it like completely like put me into that like nine to five mentality and like just it yeah. was it was not healthy. Um, and yeah. so one of the things that I really like is vocation, my spiritual vocation. Yes, I know. Um, <laughs> and then like I renamed all of my things that like I saved on my computer as like um, divine soul work or like support documents, um, like mm-hmm. like those sorts of things, as opposed to like how I would have typically labeled it in like 3D land. Right, um, and right. that, that really helped me shift um, a little bit out of that like work mentality. But um, the, yeah. the schedule thing, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to move through that because recognizing <laughs> that I actually have ADD and like have been fighting it my whole life. Me too. I just, I just you know, can we just not have schedules? <laughs> I would really prefer that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so much more like uh, just go with you know, how, how I'm feeling, how the energy is that day, because I feel like that's like, I don't know, sometimes everybody's different, but especially with ADHD, it's something where you have to kind of just like 
see where your brain is <laughs> like right. see where you're focusing well, that day and I mean I just feel like especially as we are ascending as we are like as our bodies are catching up yes honoring what we're feeling is so important and not pushing through when our body is telling us that we're tired and that we need to rest like yes you know that's a big lesson 100%. and so I I'm very happy to surrendering to following the flow of energy yeah no and it's it's like I feel like that's going to be part of the new like the new paradigm that's coming in it's like not so much like um black and white and obviously but you know just feeling out like the energy of like every situation and like experience um let me see what else we have here getting close to the bottom (laughs) um what do you enjoy most about being a spiritual teacher or student or student? Um, honestly, any aha moment, any moment where that, where it clicks, where it's like, I mean, mine are pretty, like mine are very facial. Everybody will always see it. Like when, <laughs> I, like, when I get that like realization, like where it sinks in, cause I'm like, like full on like just (laughs) holy shit how did I never see this before oh my god yeah so when I when like sparking that for somebody else is the best feeling in the world to me like it's just it's just amazing um so I think that (laughs) yeah it's so it's such a good feeling to know that like I'm actually like making a difference now that I've seen like you know lately people have been like like someone messaged me uh, last week and, you know, said how much they appreciate my content. So I was like, that just made my whole day. Like, right. you know, totally. I know. <laughs> and, it's, oh, and even when it's just like a short little thing, it doesn't even need to be long. Like just mm-hmm. like letting you know that they, that they heard you, they heard what you said. It really helped them understand something. It's just yes. like, that's what I live for. Yes. That's what, that's like why, that's why we do it. And it's like, I don't know. It's something that you can't describe, like that feeling of like, knowing that I actually like helped somebody, even if it was just one person. Like, yes, you know, and that's you know, especially in the in the world that we are living in right now of content creation and mm-hmm. everything being competitive, everything being about the number of views, the number of likes, the number of followers. <laughs> like to to really allow ourselves to rest into those moments when it when it is that one on one connection, when it is that one person that heard you that you literally changed their entire perspective on something like that's what it's about. It's not about how many followers I have. It's not about how many views this video gets. It's about it reaching the one person that's going to hear it. Yes. And to reach. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the intention I always set whenever I'm like feeling guided to make a video and and post it. I literally just say, let this reach the person who Mm -hmm. needs to hear it. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing when I don't set intention, my videos tend to go, but when I do set intention, they do really well. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's a good point. Um, Cause I think that happens with mine too. Like if I, yeah, if I take the time to really like, like, you know, look at what I'm doing and like um, make that intention, like intention is very, very powerful. Um, like I'm, you know, our, that's like a part of that frequency that we put out there. Um, and it's like, yeah, that changes. It makes a difference. It really does. Um, it, I mean, it puts us back in that in the position of of power. It puts us back in 
in taking ownership of of being the creator of this experience and it's Mm -hmm. like there is nothing more powerful than intention and there is nothing more powerful than bringing your awareness to how you were unconsciously living and unconsciously going through the motions of something and right literally stopping and saying let me set intention for this yeah it's being mindful it it is so powerful Mm -hmm. it changes it it really does change the whole like changes the game it's a game changer man Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so I do want to ask you about deja vu because I know I know that's why I saved it for the end I guess um so deja vu is such an interesting experience for me personally um Mm -hmm. it was something that all throughout for as long as I can remember from as little as I can like earliest memories I always believed that deja vu was literally the universe telling me that I was doing the right thing like that I was that's what I was gonna say earlier about the confirmation (laughs) I was like I was gonna say deja vu was a form of confirmation girl (laughs) yes yes Uh. but but then, but say, okay, <laughs> as soon as I started my spiritual journey, I stopped having deja vu. Oh my gosh. It is very, very rare that I get deja vu now. And it's, I have not had deja vu as intense as I used to. Like, because I mean, sometimes they can be like full on where you're just like, deja I know, vu, I, I know deja everything vu. that's about to happen. Like I, yes. every single thing I can tell you. Girl, that um, happened to me like a few weeks, maybe a month now, but like it happened when my, like I got it, like when my parents were just like leaving my house or something and we had just found out my brother got COVID. So it was like, it was weird. It was like another timeline that this happened and, and uh, yeah, like the chills, like it was, and it's, uh, it's been a lot more like when at the retreat, a lot of us were talking about like how you get like double deja vu. Like you feel like you're getting deja vu of the deja vu. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I remember like one time in high school, of course I remember it perfectly because it was such an intense deja vu. Right. Like me and my friends were all eating in and out and I just like looked at my friend and I was like, stop. I'm getting deja vu. And he was like, okay. I'm like, and I'm like, no, stop. Like I was trying to stop it. I was trying to see right. if I could like change like what would happen, you know, because yeah. I, like, I like knew exactly what was going to happen. You know, what's so funny. It did stop for a minute. And then like three minutes later, he did it. And I was like, yeah! That's great. <laughs> yes. But it's, I mean, it's such an amazing experience. I mean, it's like, for me, like, it feels like when I am in the most connection, like with my higher yeah. self, like my soul, like, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that this has happened, you know, that you've lived this experience, like, you know, time isn't real, you know, it's yes. a fucking illusion. So here right. you are reviewing this experience again. And it's just like, so like, like, I, it's I, mind boggling. Yeah. yeah, but I did, it, I did go through like, some severe doubt about it. Because I could probably, I've probably had it four or five times in the last 10 years, like since really, really like diving into spirituality and Mm. um, always like very mundane things. Like it's never anything big. And um, what (laughs) uh, basically my guides were like, if we kept giving you deja vu, you would rely on it way too much. Like you would 
seek external validation far too much. Oh my God, that's just like what happened on my walk today too because I've been seeing the crows so much. I was like, where are the crows? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, and especially with claircognizance, like you cannot you cannot rely on external validation all the time. It's, you have to trust it. You have to trust yourself. You have to trust in your abilities. And so I I think that literally like, it was like you reached the point of where you no longer need your deja vu because you trust enough in yourself and in, in knowing that you're always on the right path. You're always Mm -hmm. going in the direction you're supposed to be going in. Mm -hmm. Even if you're doubting it, like there's no way that you can be making a mistake because everything is a lesson. Everything is teaching you. It's, You know, so it's it was really interesting, but it definitely was for several years. I was like, "Where's my deja vu? I need mean, so much. Give me like, yes. a little confirmation, please." Right? Yeah, it's, it's so funny. I get like I've been I've been getting it a lot. Like I'm more, but you know, it's not like every day. But and then I went to see my neurologist because I had a seizure um like a few months ago because I uh, cut my thumb and I didn't get any sleep and it was just like a whole thing I mean it was making simmer pot I chopped the shit out of my thumb and so I couldn't sleep it was so it hurt so fucking bad and the next morning um I didn't take like I took like less of a medication and like that had affected basically like that was part of the reason I got the, but like that, it was like a combination of things that I got the seizure. But apparently, like when I went to the neurologist, she's like, have you had deja vu? And I was like, why is she asking me about deja vu? And I guess I had it right before the seizure. So yeah, weirdly enough, and I didn't remember telling her that, like, I don't remember because it was like, it fucked my memory up. Like, I don't remember that much, uh, but I guess like right before that was like the last thing I remember was getting deja vu right before it and yeah like I was like okay that's like very like I was like I don't think that's why but yeah like I get it but not like because of that like I don't yeah. think I have like a seizure disorder really but like they are looking at yeah obviously like they think that may have been a cause but like I think that was just like something that happened I think it, that was a coincidence but well, yeah I mean coincidence in that it, confirmation for you that you are safe and protected and that what your physical body is doing is not going to be in any way detrimental or harmful for you so here's the deja vu to let you know that you're all right right and I don't think like I don't think it's a coincidence that's not related to like other deja vus you know what I mean Yeah. yeah yeah Um, but yeah, I was like, so I did not know that I, like, I don't remember having the deja vu before it, you know what I'm saying? But I guess yeah. I did. Cause that's what I told her. <laughs> so, so interesting. It, yeah, it really is. It was definitely interesting. Like I was like, that was really, really intense experience. Like I was very like out of it and I was crying. Like I, I had to leave, like I left the hospital early cause they were taking so long to do this MRI. And I was like, let's just schedule it. Cause I need to get back to my son. Like I was freaking out. Like I hadn't been away from him. I didn't even go, it was before the retreat it was in that September. So my mom was like, how are you going to go away for a week? I'm like, it's going to be like with people, like, yeah. like it's not going to be in the hospital. Like, you know, it's, it's not going to be random. Like because I was like had a seat like you know what I'm saying it's gonna be like fun and that was not fun (laughs) so (laughs) so, but yeah it was definitely like um uh, a learning experience and it was interesting because I I was like you know like I'm doing everything right like why did that happen you know but I think it was just kind of like um like them telling me to slow down too because yes (laughs) you know (laughs) yes I do know (laughs) 
And I mean, we're so quick to like, especially with physical symptoms. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't say this earlier when we were talking about ascension symptoms. We're so quick to go to like, what's wrong? What's causing this? Why do I feel this way? I must be doing something wrong if I'm getting Mm -hmm. a stomach ache or, and especially like, there's a lot of really beautiful, beautiful teachings of metaphysical teachers like Louise Hayes and other people that have helped identify collectively, like what ailments and what metaphysical, you know, thought or fear or limiting Mm -hmm. belief is connected to that area of the body. But that really, that really fucked me up because then I was like, okay, well, here's this thing telling me what this means. And then I would like start searching in my Mm -hmm. head for like how I made myself wrong or what what female relationship am am I impairing right now? (laughs) So um, they can be very helpful is what I want to say, but always listen to your own body and ask your own body what it's trying to tell you, because it will tell you the message. Like you don't right. need to seek outside of you to discover what your body is trying to communicate to you. For sure. Absolutely. Um, we're, okay. What or who was one of the most difficult things that you have dealt with as a spiritualist, like maybe in discrimination or... okay well um I was very young right I was 22 22 Mm. um going into spiritual discussions with people that had been reading this material the course of miracles for 30 years so literally longer than I had been walking the planet (laughs) yeah and so in combination with being a woman and being young it was like the immediate dismissal, the immediate, right. like, she has nothing of value to add to this conversation in a wow. spiritual circle. Um, and it always came from men. It always, it was of always course. the men. And um, right. mm-hmm. that was really difficult for me. Um, I had a lot of judgment about it, about the people that were doing it to me, because I was like, mm-hmm. why are you, like, why, what? Like, yes. <laughs> clearly um. I am wise. Clearly I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, I'm. You're, your soul is probably, like, thousands of years Yes, old, like. yes. <laughs> so it was really difficult for me, like, on that level, because, it, like, I knew, like, without a doubt, that I was, it was just being dismissed because of my age or because of my gender. Mm-hmm. And, um... It, it took a lot for me to reach that, like, acceptance and not take on that, like, well, I mean, you start, you start taking it on. You start, you start believing that I'm too young to be doing this. Um, mm-hmm. It really stopped me from stepping forward with, like, launching a spiritual practice and doing sessions with people because I really, I owned that belief that yeah. I was too young, that I didn't have enough experience, that I needed to, mm-hmm. you know, have at least five years, like whatever, whatever bullshit we tell ourselves. Um, And so that was a really difficult thing for me to overcome mentally. Um, Also, oh, thanks. Thanks for that reminder. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely some, um, some things I've been avoiding looking at. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. No, it's beautiful. Thank you for bringing it up for me because it's it's an opportunity for healing. Um, You know, getting triggered is always an opportunity for healing, but they just reminded me the other thing that was really hard and that I didn't even realize happened um, was my best friend at the time when I started sharing with him, like what I was experiencing and what I was going through and like how my beliefs were changing. He just rejected it. Yeah. Hardcore. And I mean, not just like to the degree of like, no, I don't agree with that, but to like challenging me, like trying to make me prove that my experience to him. And, um, I didn't, I had no conscious 
like recognition of how much that actually caused me to hide and caused yeah. me to, to not want to share my experiences with people and like not like being yeah. afraid, like just being afraid to. But everybody's going to react. Yeah, if way. my best friend did that to me, right. then, you know, what would a stranger do? Like, right. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so those were probably the two biggest ones, um, was the, the judgment for physical things out of my control <laughs> and yeah. the, the judgment from the person that I really thought was like my right. closest friend in life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's rough. It's like, yeah. When people that you expect to like, not even necessarily understand, but just like hold space for you. Right. Don't. Right. And yeah. Yeah, it, it turns into like a, a like are they even really my friend? Like well, do right. they even really this, like this person me? is not in my life anymore, you know. Yeah. They, they yeah. clearly served their right. purpose for me and we we grew apart and all that. Um right. and that I mean that happens for everybody <laughs> on their awakening. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're going to shift people. away from people that you used to be very very close with and that's yeah. you're allowed to grieve, you're allowed to be sad about that, you're allowed to be mad about that, you're allowed all of those things because yeah. it's not easy. You know, it's not easy to to let go of the ideas we created about what our life was going to be before mm-hmm. before our consciousness was broadened. Yes, no, it's sad like I have a friend that like I started like like um when I was paint like when I first got on TikTok and was doing the paintings and stuff she did like rock paintings and she believed in conspiracy theories like we were close we worked together like we were close um and then she like once I started posting like the spiritual content I found that like she had blocked me on TikTok and I was just like okay like and then you know I, I messaged her she wasn't answering finally she told me like I just can't see your spiritual content because like any uh any of that is black magic any black any magic is black magic and like all of this stuff about you know the, like yeah the religious you know um conditioning the, the fear yeah. yeah yeah exactly of what you don't understand and and like it sucks because like we both have like such we had such similar interests and we were so close and it like yeah. it really makes me sad because like you know I I don't know I cared I still care for her you know of course. Like, and yeah. it's just hard to like I mean it's not at this point like it's not that hard to like let go because I kind of like have but like obviously like I wish that you know it wasn't something that just because we don't believe the same thing we can't be friends like right you know right. like that's where it's like but who's really the mean one here I'm, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry oh uh, no apology necessary <laughs> if she hears this I'm sorry <laughs> I'm just kidding well, okay. maybe it will help her grow a little bit maybe <laughs> <laughs> okay um let's see where's the next question um Oh, I kind of asked you how, like, your confirmations and connections with spirit have evolved over time. Um, ooh, what's a conspiracy you feel um, is more than a theory? Uh, well, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but, like, all of the Mandela effects, uh, mm-hmm. I 1 million percent I, I heard that, like, before you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I love it. that is confirmation that we shift timelines that is confirmation that Mm -hmm. we have experienced other realities we've experienced other potential timelines that we have chosen to shift out of based off of our everyday decisions talking too too much truth (laughs) i guess so (laughs) yes i was like she stopped and i really love how i was like she stopped and i really love (laughs) something it's a 
it's the tail end of Mercury retrograde, so I'm going to just go ahead and blame that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's so but, true. Like, it's so funny that you say that, because that's what we were talking about uh, in another one that I had uh, that with, like, all of the difficulties in technology. <laughs> um, yes, but, um, but so the Mandela effects. What I was going to say was I just really love how they're, like, multiplying. Like, like it's basically reached the point where there's one that every single person will be like, wait, no, I remember it this way. And it's, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to reach the point where it's undeniable that you can't deny the fact that something changed. Something mm-hmm. is not the way that you experienced it. And now everybody's saying different. And I just think it's helping us really, really step into that we get to create our reality and we get to shift timelines if we, if we so choose. And, you know, especially like with the combination of like starting to really meld together, like the Schumann frequency and what those are looking like and timeline shifts and, and science and quantum physics, just really like all joining together and starting to confirm spirituality. Um, It's just so beautiful. And I, the thing that's really exciting to me too about like Mandela effects is um, like a lot of the guidance that I've received over the last couple of, of years has been like the timelines have literally collapsed, meaning like they're no longer possible. And, and yes. a lot of those are the fear-based timelines where like the end of the world, destruction, right. nuclear war, nuclear yep. winter, like all of those sorts of things. Like yeah. those timelines have literally collapsed out of existence because of mm-hmm. how much conscious change and healing we have done collectively yeah and that's fucking exciting to me <laughs> yeah it really is it really is it's relieving <laughs> yes. Yes. and it's definitely it's exciting to see what like now is you know the the, the new you know timeline that we've that we are we are creating um and it's it's awesome I love it <laughs> um so let me see what what else we have a couple more here um Mm-hmm. Um, what is like your favorite um way to connect with spirit? Like what is one of your favorite like forms of divination or just um ways to to work within spirit? Um I love movement meditation. Um and especially yes. like combining that with music um and Nine times out of 10, my guidance is to use music I've never listened to before, um, or at least like not one of my own playlists, um, because then it's like, oh my gosh, I am always blown away by like what my body is like the timing and like to music mm-hmm. that I don't even know. And it's just like, it is, it is unbelievably amazing. And I always receive such amazing downloads, like during that time of just, and they really are downloads. <laughs> it really is like a full goddamn chapter book like all at once yes. here's all the information for you and so that's, yeah. that's definitely one of my absolute favorite ways I also really enjoy meditating in the bathtub I think that's yes. like I love that I really resonate with Mintalkin and so like just like like the connection with water and I get that like when I first got that deck like um that was one of my I think that was my first oracle deck that I got on the Star Street deck and I oracle deck. <laughs> oh my gosh I love that. Yeah, so, like, the Minnetonka card still comes out, like, almost, last time I did a reading for someone from it, it came out, like, it always comes out, and 
it's it definitely resonates because I I love water. Like I, when I would go like um on vacation with my family and stuff, I would just spend hours and hours in the ocean, just like yeah. going in the waves and and mm-hmm. being a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. I I love it. I love everything Any, about it. Any body of water. Whenever we would go on vacation, my parents would literally have to drag me out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it would just be like, nope, I'm staying in here forever. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like it was, oh, it's a dream. I love, I love being in the ocean. My, like, that's my, my goal is to eventually have like a cabin, um, like in Hawaii, <laughs> like on the ocean. But I, 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 my dream house is a house that has a deck that then mm-hmm. it's just deck water deck water yes, like that that, that is incredible. what I want like more yeah. than anything <laughs> I know I do too it's it would be so it, it's gonna be so incredible yes, <laughs> yes it will be <laughs> um okay oh yeah um what are your thoughts on like spiritual addiction or overwhelm like overload um like how have you like dealt with um that you know part of the journey um uh, getting slammed. <laughs> <laughs> what spiritual overwhelm? Doing too much at once? What are you talking about? <laughs> ever? Um, it's something that I pretty much had to like trial by fire, like learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. Completely, I learned that lot the hard way. Um, yeah. It like I always always tell people like take it slow. It's not a race. All of the information is going to be there. Spirit is always there for you. Yes. Just like you would take your time starting to work out again. You're not going to try and go run a marathon tomorrow if you've been sitting on your couch for the last two years. Right. So take your time. It's just like strengthening your muscles. You have to strengthen your spiritual abilities. You have to strengthen that spiritual intuition muscle. Um, And you can get fatigue by overusing it. And Mm -hmm. your body will fucking tell you when you've been overusing it. And stop. um, like I feel like for most individuals it's something that you're gonna learn one way or the other like that you're overdoing it or that you're um having spiritual overwhelm but the other thing um is like if you are like trying to strengthen your gifts and starting to deepen your connection with spirit and you feel overwhelmed by like that what you're feeling or, or how how many spirits you feel like are connecting with you to set mm. those boundaries because you mm. are in control of that um and to really really own the power of that because there is a misperception that like being a medium or being a channel is passive like that you just let things talk through you right. but you take a very active role in that you are not just you're not just a bump on the road that they're deciding to drive over. Like you are the vessel in which this energy is moving through. You are in a 100% control of that and to really own that because that's one of the things about um, like my channeling that I think is a little bit different than some others that I would kind of classify in like the category of like a full body channel where they just like surrender and let whatever spirit right, like, right, like completely right kind of take over yeah um, no no that's not what <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah um, like, I am very active in like what what do you want to say that doesn't make sense is there another way for you to say it like I yeah. am very very much like in dialogue and there there are times where I will do more of the surrender and just let them speak through me but even yeah. in that instance like I am still 
in communication and being like, that didn't answer the question they had. Right. You didn't, you didn't that wasn't, this is not practical enough, like whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially when it's like, um, a, like an energy that's more angelic or an energy that is not like an ancestor because they may not have had a physical experience. So the guidance that comes through is sometimes very lofty and very like yes. not grounded in practicality. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Hey, yo, we're humans. Can you say that differently? <laughs> yep. That's so true. I love that. That makes a lot of sense too. Cause it's, it can be very like, I want to watch Bashar. He's like, did you understand that? And they're just like, okay, yeah. Like, like no. Oh, I know. And it's like, did you understand that? I mean, kind of. But yeah. Right. Like, if you're asking that question, could you could you say it differently? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Um. Okay. We got like two or three more here. Um. Oh, what is one of the most uh, memorable or worst uh, callouts from a spirit that you've had? Um. Honestly, it's really anything that like hits me emotionally. And actually, oh, funny, funny. Um, the one that's coming to mind is the one time Bobby Joe has read for me personally. Um, and it, it wasn't anything like bad or like yeah. any, anything like that, but it, she picked up on like a, a thought pattern that I was in, like about myself. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't remember specifically what it was, but it was like the moment she said it, it was like, <gasps> like, <laughs> Like, oh, oh my man. God, like, how, did, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got me. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, I, I mean, it's happened a few other times, like, especially with people, like, in Soul Family, we're, like, you know, we're very connected and we talk yes. a lot. We're, like, <laughs> they'll come out of, out of the blue and just say something. And it's, like, excuse me? What? Right? Like, what, um, how do you know that? Why do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I know what you mean. Yeah, like in the yep in the comments, it's just like wait, okay, <laughs> like you yep like. Well, I, I feel like it's that it's that moment of like really feeling seen, really feeling heard. Like it, it's just like you you can't hide. Like there's there was that was something that that was something very early on in my path that I was taught that like was very startling, um, mm-hmm. which is that there are no private thoughts. Like we have mm-hmm. this illusion of privacy, but uh, if you have any belief in spirituality, you're going to have to learn to accept the fact that you don't have any private thoughts. And, right. um, and it's, it is really scary at first. Like that is a terrifying thing. Um, and so the first time it like really confronts you, you're like, Oh, wow that's right 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 right. like if everything is um like quantumly entangled and connected in one way or another then we have like we have to have that understanding that people are going to pick up on the same things that you're picking up on and and like have and like with the whole like oh like they stole my idea like you guys just had a similar experience and like it came like they you know whoever is gonna you know apply the work to implement like whatever the idea is is gonna get it (laughs) that's kind of just how you know that's that and that blew my mind a little bit too because I've had a lot of ideas where I'm like oh shit like uh, I thought about that like (laughs) like a year ago totally I mean all the time and it's like wait oh man I could oh man right (laughs) dude yeah oh my god I know like you think of like a really cool invention and then find out it already exists and I'm just like oh of course it does (laughs) um okay so two more 
what are like your thoughts on ethics around being a medium and like working with others energy and um healing and, and all of that um, consent always always yeah. always consent um i tend to not do like relationship readings or any kind of reading that has to do with even if it's not a love reading like I don't do relationship readings because it means that I have would have to tune into somebody else's energy who isn't present who isn't consenting uh -huh. so both individuals sitting right there saying can you give us a relationship reading I tend to like really you know uh say no because mm -hmm. you haven't consented to me um so there I that is that is my personal thing. I I'm just consent of the utmost that um, consent to receive and consent to give as well. And um, I recently was um, very much schooled that you can give somebody consent without realizing you gave somebody consent. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that was a lesson I needed to learn personally for myself as well um, about energy consent. But I that's that's those are my like boundaries that i set for for myself and um i personally wish everybody felt the same but um yeah yeah just because you can read somebody's energy doesn't mean that you should right right absolutely and i agree i 100 I agree like people do have um like the lines have become a little bit blurred when mm -hmm. it comes to that, for sure. And when you say the relationship reading thing, that that really makes so much so much sense. Um, yeah. So I mean, when somebody does come to me for that, I I always say I am happy to give you a reading about your energy about this relationship, about yeah. what your guides want to tell you about this relationship, but I cannot tell you anything about the third party. Right. 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 Absolutely. Then then that. That I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so last question I have is what does spiritual evolution mean to you? Um, I, I, I think I said this earlier, but I think it's our bodies catching up to our souls, our body catching mm -hmm. up to what we we know is true, that we are eternal beings that are infinite in nature and are not confined to time or space. Nice. And um, yeah. that as we evolve it's it's for me it's like a collective evolution um and actually i talked about this on my live yesterday um because for example this is the example they gave me we have a collective belief in gravity the collective belief in gravity is too mm -hmm. strong for any individual to begin flying right even though we know that that could be possible even though we know that we are capable of breaking the physical laws that we are supposedly under in this yeah. in this experience there is a collective belief that still needs to be lessened before that becomes a reality for us. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that that's what we're experiencing right now. We are experiencing the the individual choices completely shifting the collective, and that's the paradigm shift that we're that we're in. Right. Um, so I'm just like I'm I I know why I chose to be here right now because it's like so exciting to see the paradigm shift actually happening in, in yeah. real time. <laughs> Yes, and yeah, and, to be a part and, of it. And you know, change is change is slow, and change can feel uncomfortable, and and there's going to be some some pushback and some you know people that aren't happy about it. But um, it's really yeah. an exciting exciting experience to be here for. And you know what? I'm probably going to be here for the next one too because I want to mm -hmm. see where all of this leads to. 
Right. I do too. I totally agree. It's, it's something that it's like, we are the first ones to really experience like this knowledge that has been hidden for years. And we're the first people that are really like, like shaking things up and changing the way like, like evolution has been, you know, things have been viewed and like perceived for like (laughs) centuries and centuries. So it's like, it's, so incredible and it's so beautiful and it's something that like I, I can see why I agreed <laughs> to like come here even if it was under these ridiculous circumstances. <laughs> um, but I'm so happy we got to do this. Thank you oh, so me much. Too. It was so I'm really fun. excited. Thank for, thanks for asking me to be here. To this, this is so fun. Like these kinds of conversations are what I hope to see happening everywhere all the time. Sorry, <laughs> but yes, I know, and it's and I would love to have you on again. Like I, I oh, feel sure. like we could talk about stuff forever. <laughs> Seriously, any any topic under the sun, I would love to just yeah. chat about it. And I know, I mean, right? That's one of the things I'm so passionate about is you know everything here in our human experience is spiritual, and so mm-hmm. you know there's a spiritual side to to anything, even the mundane things that we. Yes. Yeah, that are, you know, made up of atoms, you know, and connecting in some way or another. And yeah, everything has some kind of, um, you know, sentience or spiritual, like, essence to it. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, I completely agree. Um, Do you want to just real quick tell people where they can find you and how they can connect with you? For sure. Um, So my TikTok handle is Love Truth Light. Um, that's the place where you'll find me the most frequently. Uh, that's my preferred platform. Um, but I also have a website, which is soulcoachmelissa.com, and you can book sessions. I have intuitive jewelry. Um, I'm launching my classes right now. So um, that's a really great place to connect with me, too. Yes, your jewelry is beautiful. I love the bracelet. I love it so much that I got from you. And that kind of, that message that you sent, like, really, like, I watched it back and, like, brought tears to my eyes. Like, that, I needed that at that time, like, so badly. Oh, so <laughs> it really did. It validated and confirmed so much for me. And I, I'll have it saved forever. <laughs> but, you know, so I appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, I'm really grateful that we got to do this. Yes. I, I really, really it, am. It was really fun. I yes. had a great time. And that is all we have today. Um, I hope you guys learned a lot, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your wonderful day.